This is the fourth and final entry concerning the objects I have had the displeasure of handling in Evidence Locker 13. Evidence Locker 13 is a collection of improvised weapons, devices and crime scene artefacts verging on the edge of pure hellishness. This emporium of torture devices and booby traps is referred to within our Metropolitan Police Department as the Maniacs Museum. Since photographs are prohibited in the Maniacs Museum, I will do my best to convey the terrors of these objects through words. Object number 200, The Smiling Chamber. An unlucky trio of cavers discovered the Smiling Chamber. In order to reach the section of cavern in question, one must first traverse a rock tunnel nearly 200 yards long. In several places, this tunnel diminishes in height to a couple of feet, meaning one can only access the smiling chamber by crawling on their stomach. I have not had the misfortune of entering this cave myself, but numerous photographs of this haunting cathedral are housed in the Maniacs Museum. The chamber itself is a large opening that dead-ends Loon Hill Cave. The domed ceiling was measured at 25 feet, and the chamber is roughly 18 feet across in any given direction. Cubby holes have been carved into the walls of the chamber on all sides with a chisel and hammer, testifying to the sheer amount of labour hours that the smiling chamber's creator devoted to his hobby. The total number of cubby holes is two dozen. Upon discovery, each of these nooks had on display a severed human head, pickled in a cocktail of formaline and alcohol. The Smiling Chamber received its nickname due to this collection of craniums and the terrifying grins forced upon their faces. Aluminium pins were used to stretch the corners of the victim's lips into a wide smile before the pins were pushed into the gum line. In a few instances, the tongues of the victims were made to hang out of the mouth and similarly pinned to the chin or cheeks. The majority of the victims had both eyelids sewn open, while a handful were elected to have one eye sewn shut in a grim wink. A crank-operated generator was used to power utility lights, which illuminated the walls of the smiling chamber. All the head's previous owners have been identified. The sadist behind this handiwork has not. Object number 202, The Dead Man's Cradle. Like many of the larger contraptions in the Maniacs Museum, the Dead Man's Cradle is not kept in its original form, but photographs accompany their confiscated components. The Dead Man's Cradle was a torture and murder device, discovered in an abandoned warehouse somewhere in the city's industrial district. The Dead Man's Cradle was a loosely wound cocoon of razor wire and barbed wire, it is similar in construction to a hammock, with tangled strands of wire woven together in a seven-foot-long net structure. The net was woven in such a way that all of these cords of wire met at the foot and the head of the cradle. Victims were laid atop the hammock and would experience the excruciating pain of their own body weight bearing down on the sharp wires and vicious barbs. Nonetheless, this was not the conclusion of the cradle's macabre purpose. Through a feat of misanthropic engineering, the cords at each end of the cradle were twisted into knotted cables, which were fed into a pair of electric winches, similar to those used by tow trucks. When these winches drew in the cables, 
the edges of the cradle were drawn up and around the victim, enclosing him on all sides in an encasement of gnarly wires. As the winches drew tighter, the cradle tightened around its victim, squeezing and slicing deeper into them. There were three confirmed victims of the dead man's cradle. The final victim's body was found shredded, their flesh dangling down like ribbons from the cradle, and their suspended skeleton broken in several places due to constriction. Object number 293, Mr. LaJoy's Carousel. Dazzling lights flashing off silver mirrors, whimsical music swirling overhead, gentle hydraulics lifting you up and down as you spin round and round. What kid doesn't love a carousel? Algernon LaJoy's carousel, however, was not quite so fanciful. Algernon LaJoy was a mechanical engineer that designed various rides and attractions for state fairs. In his free time, he was a homicidal psychopath. His own self-proclaimed magnum opus was the golden crimson carousel discovered in his warehouse. Riders were not set atop lions or tigers or bears, but were instead designed to be seated atop one of a dozen human beings, suspended as if crawling on their hands and knees around the carousel. Over five years, Mr. LaJoy abducted six men and six women of varying races and backgrounds. Upon their capture, a gold-plated pole was impaled between their shoulder blades. Victims were left to bleed out, and upon their death, were posed like frolicking animals one quarter way up the pole. A thick lacquer was applied to every inch of their bodies. Upon hardening, the lacquer was sealed as to preserve the corpses inside, and then painted with bright pastels and neon. The whole process took about two weeks, and at its conclusion, a leather saddle was bolted to the coccyx and thoracic vertebrae of the human mannequin. Each completed pole was then mounted onto a hydraulic lift on the ride. Perhaps the most perturbing aspect of Mr. Lovejoy's story occurred on the 22nd of May, 1993, when local children were invited onto the property of Lovejoy's Funtime Engineering and allowed to ride the carousel. Authorities responded when parents grew wary of the uncanny and disturbing appearance of the ride. Hi guys, Brimstone here. Well, that's it for the Maniacs Museum, I'm afraid. I really hope you guys enjoyed the series because it's one of my favourite ones. And when I decided to start this channel, this was one of the stories that I knew I had to tell. I think it's really, really unique and a little bit like a, a more believable version of the SCPs. Now, one thing I wanted to do in this video was give a huge shout out to a user called UniCock. I don't know if you've noticed, but the channel does have a shiny, shiny new banner, and that's all down to UniCock. He made it for me. I think it's absolutely fantastic, and it fits the channel to a T. Um, I've linked his YouTube in the description box below. Uh, he mainly does designs uh, for banners and things like that, and if anybody wanted one, I'm sure he'd be happy if you got in touch with him. Coming up later on in the week, we are going to have some more creepy stories. Uh, possibly some paranormal ones, because I've been hearing a lot of call for that. Also, I'm going to be looking to maybe do some more collaborations in the future, because the last one I did with Viewmaker was fantastic. And if you guys have an idea for a fictional story that you'd like me to read, just let me know. I'll have a look at it 
and if I think it's good enough and suits the channel, then it'll probably come in another video. So, until next time, sleep tight.